I'm Professor Bob LeBlanc. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy's On the Air. Today, we return to the supernatural mysteries of Aggie Blackthorne, paranormal reporter. Aggie Blackthorne, the gal with an eye for ghouls, ghosts, and mysteries, is on the case. Aggie was the seventh child of a seventh child born on the seventh day of the seventh month of the seventh year of this century, giving her the powers to commune with all nature of beasts and man. In this episode, Aggie is on the case of a screaming house in Connecticut. When Aggie investigates, she finds that the story is more sinister than she expected. So, without further ado, here's Aggie Blackthorne, paranormal reporter in The Screaming House. Salem Brand Housewares, manufacturers of quality home goods, proudly presents Aggie Blackthorne, paranormal reporter. New York is the type of town that will swallow a girl like me whole. Luckily, my editor says my tales are hard to swallow. Aggie Blackthorne, the gal with an eye for ghost schools and mysteries, is on the case. Aggie was the seventh child of a seventh child born on the seventh day of the seventh month of the seventh year of this century. Giving her the power to commune with all nature of beasts and man, both normal and metaphysical. Salem Brand Housewares takes you along with Aggie on her journey as she uncovers the secrets of the paranormal. We join Aggie having the same old argument with her editor at the Daily Call. Really, Mr. Argyle, I know you don't believe in this stuff even though I bring you documented evidence of it weekly. But this story is a real knockout. You'd be bananas to pass it up. Aggie, I'm not letting you go report on another haunted happening in the suburbs when there's a home show that women actually care about on the east side. Now, Chief, I understand why you want me to cover that, especially since Salem Brand Housewares is debuting their new Wonder Broom with new synthetic bristles. It's a revolution in home cleaning that will save housewives across America hours of needless toil. But Jimmy can cover that well enough. This story is shouting for attention. Literally, boss, it's a screaming house in Connecticut. Jimmy is a man, Aggie. I can't ask our star reporter to cover a home show when there's more critical stories out there. Critical stories, boss. Jimmy's last offer was about which dogs looked more like Errol Finn. It's not exactly what I'd call hard-hitting journalism. My mind is made up, Aggie. I don't care what you do, but I expect a story on Salem Brand Housewares' new product. And I expect Pete to get some killer photos. And I expect a final copy sitting on my desk first thing in the morning. Yeah, I'm sorry, Aggie. That sure is a tough break, kid. Oh, not at all, Pete. I knew Mr. Argyle wouldn't let us take this story, so I wrote my piece about Salem Brand Houseware's new Wonder Broom last night. It was a cinch to do, since I bought one for myself last week. My apartment has never been cleaner, and there are no errant bristles clattered about. Hmm. It really is a revolution in home cleaning. The story practically wrote itself. Yeah, but Mr. Argyle is expecting photos, Aggie. Indeed he is, and the housewares expo is between here and Penn Station, isn't it? Yeah, I I guess we're taking a trip to Connecticut then. (laughs) 
Gosh, it sure is hot out here in this sticks, Aggie. That's not bad. Why, I grew up in a place like this. Out in the middle of nowhere? It's not nowhere for the people who live here, Pete. Nowhere for some is now here for others. <laughs> if I can't get a hot dog and an egg cream whenever I want it, it's in the middle of nowhere. Now, where do we go from here? I contacted the owner of the place. She said a car would be waiting. And where is here, exactly? Why, we're in Washington Falls, Connecticut, Pete. Should that sound familiar? I should think not, because it doesn't sound familiar to me either. And they're coming, right? We've been standing here for an hour. I guess maybe they aren't. What do you say about a little hike, Pete? No, thank you. That's what I say. What, what two-bit town doesn't even have a taxi service? I'd say this one. Now stop being a stick in the mud and get walking, unless you'd like me to leave you here. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Sheesh. Pete? Not now, Aggie. Can't you see I'm dying here? You stop overreacting, Pete. Look up the road. What is that? Oh, my guess is that it's either Old Faithful or Old Model T. Either way, there's a geyser blowing. Oh, I see now. There's a man up ahead walking on that old car. It looks like he's in trouble. We should help him. Oh, no, no way. He might be a deranged killer for all we know. And as the only man around here, it's my responsibility to keep you safe. Oh, is it now, Mr. Jacobson? And when, I, and when have I ever needed your protection in the past? Let's not get into specifics here. I made my choice. Now, if you look back there, the way we came, there's a side road that I'm sure will lead to... Aggie! Aggie, you come back here right now! Need some help? Uh, thanks anyway, but I'm almost done. And there we go. Good as new. This old thing tends to break down on occasion. It's nothing... It's nothing to get her running again. Why, uh, you're not... No, not at all. Uh, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. Oh, I gathered. I thought I knew everyone in town. I guess I was mistaken. I don't think we've met. Not yet, at any rate. I'm Harvey Kingston. I guess you could say I'm a property manager out near these parts. I'm Agatha Blackthorne. I write for the Daily Call out of the city. My friends call me Aggie. Well, Miss Blackthorne, what shall I call you then? You can call her hard to get, bub. Now back off. Uh, you'll have to forgive my photographer. He's been a bit grumpy for the last few decades. Harvey Kingston, meet Peter Jacobson. Pete, meet Harvey, and do be polite. Uh, photographer? And you're a reporter? Oh, no. What? What? You don't like the press? What are you trying to hide, bub? Hide? Uh, why, nothing. Um... I was supposed to pick you two up at the station before old Bertha broke down here. Please tell me you didn't walk this whole way. Huh. Okay, I won't tell you. Though my feet might with all, all of them might scream it at you. It was a lovely walk and no bother, Mr. No Kingston. No bother. It was a bother. <laughs> Hush now, Pete. Huh. Please. I, I really should replace Bertha, but I, I, brought, I bought her new for a cool 850, and I find it hard to replace her. And now that she's running again, why don't you climb on in? I'll drive you up to the house. Something tells me that I shouldn't trust you, buddy. But lucky for you, my feet hurt so bad from walking that I'm ready to ignore my instincts. Just get in the car, Pete. And here we go. Not too far a ride, I hope. Oh, it was fine. It really is beautiful out here. Fine? My teeth are still rattling. Mr. Kingston, uh, Harvey, do you manage this property for Mrs. Simmons? 
Uh, Mrs. Simmons, why I know, uh, Mrs. Simmons works for me. Oh, I'm sorry, I just thought... It's completely understandable, Aggie. Jane handles all of my affairs. This is my property, my house, actually. I, I grew up here. Oh, did you? I have so many questions. Yeah, like how you managed not to bore yourself to death? Why, it's not that bad. We had the creek out back for fishing, uh, fields for playing. When I got older, we had the vaudeville in town. It wasn't much, but it just did us fine. Harvey, do you know why we're here? I have my guesses, uh, but I'd like to hear it from you. Harvey, we're here because of the rumors about your house. The screaming. Yes, yes, exactly. Have you heard them? Cats, possibly raccoons. What I've heard can be explained. See, Aggie, it's just them wild animals. Let's, let's head back to the city. Oh, not yet, Pete. I have a hunch. Oh, here we go. Your neighbors have said that it sounds like... My neighbors are superstitious old farmers, Aggie. I'm sure they reported that this house was the site of a grisly murder or a harem of banshees. I wish it was true. It would have been far more interesting than cats in the walls. But I'm sure you can uncover that on your own. Feel free to look around. Really? Uh, of course. Just be careful. It's an old house. I, I should just tear it down, but I don't have the will. There are a lot of memories in there. A lot of old ghosts, if you will. It was awful nice of Mr. Kingston to give us free reign of the place. Yeah, I noticed he chose to wait outside. I tell you, I still don't trust him. There's something about that guy that I just don't like. Why, Pete, he's charming, debonair, and practically glows with a suave calmness. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Untrustworthy. I see the way you're looking at him. Remember, we're risking our necks here for a story, not so you can play catch Mr. Wright. Oh, Pete, it's not like that. Oh, Aggie, look at this paper here. What do you make of it? The handwriting is a little too faint for my eyes. <gasps> Why, Pete, excellent find. Oh, thank you. Why is it an excellent find, exactly? It might look dull and faint to you, but to my touched vision, it's glowing. It's a love letter of sorts. Here, let me read it to you. Dearest B, I know why you are pushing me away, but I'm done with class. Our love is more real than society's expectations. We will be together, one way or another. H. Someone doesn't know how to take no for an answer. I'd say. It's coming from the next room. You might be right about this place, kid. Always am, Pete. It's right through here. There's no one here. Yes, there is. I can feel her. Her? Yes. There's a presence trapped, though it feels like one I felt prior. Odd. I've never been here before. Look, in the corner. See that glow? I see it, Pete. It's a man! Angry by the look of the form. Too faint for an identification, though. And over in the corner, another glow. It looks like a woman. Oh, help me! Help me! Well, let me go. He's here, he's here, and he's dangerous! I can't hear what she's saying. It's all wailing to me. Look, ghost lady, it's just me, your friendly neighborhood beat photographer. Speaking of which, I should get a photo. If it'll come out, Pete, spectral echoes rarely do. I'll see if I can talk to her. Now, miss, I'm Aggie Blackthorne, great-granddaughter of Silence Blackthorne of Salem. I can see, hear, and speak with you. Who hurt you? You, you can see me? Hear me? I haven't been able to communicate for a decade. Ever since, he killed me. He? 
He who? My driver, Hank. We couldn't be together. It was forbidden. I said no. He attacked me, but I ran. I ran to try to escape, but not before I defended myself. He attacked me here. From behind, I stabbed him in the chest with a letter opener. Oh, gruesome. I managed to get to his car, but I couldn't start the jalopy. So I ran. Ran until he drove me down. I died, grasping the car and pledging that I would haunt him for eternity. Please, tell me your name. I am Bertha Hopewell, and I am dead. Every night I scream for revenge, trapped in this house. Every morning I relive my murder, and I am bound to that old Model T until nightfall. Or it returns here. Model T? Like the one Harvey drives? Harvey? What about Harvey? She said that she was her killer, did the deed with a Model T. Someone named Hank. At least we have a name to go on. Look, the ghostly light in the corner. The man, it ran out. It must be another of the killer's victims. Who else was in the house, Bertha? Who else did your driver kill? I, I cannot hold on. It is daylight, and the killer is moving. She says the killer is moving, and she's bound to him. We should go and check with Harvey. Wait, what did she say the killer's name was? Hank, why? You know that, what Hank is a nickname for? Harvey! Oh, it's always the cute ones, Pete. We need to go and stop them. I'm on it, Aggie. Let's go get the killer. He's gone! No, there. On the road. I think he's coming this way. That's not a Model T. It's an old farm truck. the folks from the city. Yeah, what's it to you? I'm sorry for my friend here. We've had a bit of a shock. Yes, we're them. You didn't happen to see an old Model T, have you? Other than the old broken one in the weeds behind you, I haven't. I haven't seen no one, actually. How'd you get up here? You walked those whole six miles. Nah, buddy, that creep gave us a ride. We got a ride with Harvey Kingston in an old Model T. We're looking for him, actually. I think he might be dangerous. I'd say not likely. You're saying he's not dangerous? What, you friend of his? I ain't a friend of old Hank and never would have been anyway. Especially after what he'd done to poor Bertha. Even with that, I'm saying he's no longer dangerous and not likely to have given you a ride, neither. What makes you so sure of that? Because old Frank Kingston's dead, miss. He died in that very Model T in the weeds yonder. He was run through the chest by an old letter opener right before he run per Bertha Hopewell down. I reckon they both died together, one in and one under that car. If Hank's anywhere, then he's a ghost. So you see, Mr. Argyle, she was screaming because she was killed by the man she loved over a forbidden love affair. So you say, Miss Blackthorn, but without proof of the ghosts, I can only run this as a historical interest story. All I got from Pete was a photo of a blank wall, hardly ghostly. Yeah, yeah, about that, boss. The spectral echoes rarely appear on film, Mr. Argyle. That's why we got proof. The letter. And an interview with Bertha's sister who owns the house. 
Harvey and Bertha met and fell in love. The Hopewell family forbade it. Harvey formed a plan to run away in his Model T. Bertha declined and he killed her for it. But not before she ran the creep through. I'm sorry, Mr. Isle but uh, if uh, you saw his, sm his smug, perfect smile, you'd have wanted to do the same too. Trust me on this one. I can run the story. But I can't run the parts about you getting a ride in a ghost jalopy or the parts with Bertha and Hank, okay? I understand. And the next time I assign you a story, you just do that one story. Was my piece on Salem brand housewares and the photos of the home show not sufficient? No, they were perfect as usual. Well then, it seems to me like you can have your cake and eat it too. What am I going to do with you, Agatha Blackthorne? A good start would to be to print the stories that you assign me and run the extras that I write up as a bonus. <laughs> That's on uh, Miss Blackthorne. Aggie Blackthorne, Paranormal Reporter, is brought to you by Salem Brand Housewares, makers of the new Wonder Broom. Now available in stores everywhere. Join us next time to hear Aggie in... The Sight of the Medusa. Stay tuned, there's more Dasher Radio Theater coming up next. This totally real radio show, Aggie Blackthorne, Paranormal Reporter, ran from 1930 to 1960 with a brief return in the late 1970s on television. That television reboot was squashed due to fallout from the Satanic Panic. Now, this first episode did not come without its controversies. Uh, it came during a WPA personnel training swap, so we do hear new voices. We have Gable Bridge and Maggie Fossey, two classically trained actors lent from Veritas Radio. Aggie Blackthorne was played by director Leo Gladstone's niece, Midge Smithy. Over the years, Aggie would be voiced by a number of actresses, most notably and by far the one most recognized is Lorelai Rivers, Dasher Theater Ensemble regular. Thank you for joining us tonight. Join us next month for new vintage radio comedies when David Hanwright returns. He's doing a show right now. We'll be back to normal with actual, totally real vintage radio comedies and their questionable histories, stories, and facts. So remember to catch our special bonus After Dark episode, The Crimson Fist of Justice, over on our Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge podcast. I do want to take a moment and talk about Teacher's Lounge. Once we were done with our competitive comedy show and needed to take a break, we created a fully serialized, improvised comedy podcast called Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge. There are 31 episodes waiting for you. You can find that by searching Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge into your favorite podcast server. The same is true with our competitive comedy and head-to-head -head game shows. Both can be found on our main podcast channel, Balderdash Academy. And the competitive comedy show can be found on YouTube. Also, I want you to keep an eye out for another comedy bonus short from Frank and Beans. Join us next month when we visit the Scourge of Witchtown. With Josiah Mix, Puritan Witch Hunter. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and any of the podcasts in our podcast family. You don't want to miss any episode of Balderdash Academies on the air.
If you like what you heard, you can support the show by sharing our podcast or picking up merch from our store. All information can be found at balderdashacademy.com. Remember that you can see and hear original vintage radio plays live at St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. Our next show is April 11th. 2023. We are also offering a variety of live comedy performances at the St. Lawrence. You can see our on-the-air shows every month. You can also see our Improv Jam fundraiser, where we're trying to raise money to help make St. Lawrence Arts bigger, better, and more accessible to the community. Our Improv Jam fundraisers run monthly. The next one is April 25th. You can also join us as we take the stage in our main form as Balderdash Academy for Balderdash Academy's Improv Live. 90 minutes of high-energy improv comedy with music from Think Fish Tank. This is hilarious on-the-spot comedy at its finest, brought to you by us in Balderdash Academy. We're the knuckleheads behind On the Air and the Improv Jam fundraisers at the St. Lawrence Arts. Basically, sit back, feed us prompts while we get outrageous. It's a fantastic show. And on May 12th, we are happy to pair with Sleuth's Mystery Entertainment to bring Who Killed Jolly Roger to the stage once again at St. Lawrence Arts. You can find all the information at stlawrencearts.org. Each Balderdash Academy on the air show features our ensemble performing never-before-heard radio comedy set in the 1930s. Tickets are on sale now. The link is in our description. If you like the series presented in our podcasts, the original scripts are available on our website for licensing. I've been your professor of history and headmaster of Balderdash Academy, Bob LeBlanc. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month on the air. Balderdash Academy's On the Air was performed and written by Bob LeBlanc. The -the on-the-air theme music is Jazzy Reloaded by Frank Schroeder and is used under license. Aggie Blackthorne Paranormal Reporter Episode 1, The Screaming House, was created and written by Robert J. LeBlanc. It was recorded live on September 13, 2022 at St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. It features Katie Doobie Budarazi as Aggie Blackthorne, Bob LeBlanc as Leo, Mr. Argyle, and Abe. David Hanwright as Pete Jacobson, Jake Budarazi as Harvey Kingston, Anna Halloran as Bertha Hopewell, Steve Corning as our Foley operator and additional voices. Ian Odlin was our audio engineer. It's recorded live at St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. Music was The Path of the Goblin King version two by Kevin McLeod. Creative Commons 4.0 license. Music download and license information is available in the podcast description and on our website at balderdashacademy.com. Produced with special thanks to Deirdre Nice and St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. For more information about St. Lawrence Arts or space rentals, please visit stlawrencearts.org. Produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Text copyright 2022. Robert J. LeBlanc series and recording copyright 2023 Balderdash Academy. All rights reserved. Go Dasher!